You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Perhaps the most interesting race on the ballot tomorrow is the race for city clerk here in Detroit. Incumbent clerk Janice Winfrey has faced criticism for the way she handled last year's presidential election, including problems with a state-mandated recount. First-time candidate Garland Gilchrist is uh, the second. Uh, Garland Gilchrist the second. He beat five other challengers in the primary to earn a run in the general Tomorrow, WDET Sandra Swoboda talked with both of the candidates. Here's her interview with Winfrey that took place after a Citizen Detroit voter information event. Why should voters return you to your job as city clerk? Well, I'm a proven leader. I have uh, what it takes to uh, ensure that the process makes the proper advances. You know, um, this is a nonpartisan position, and it should not be politicized. That's very important. It's also important that you choose a leader that is highly ethical. These are all qualities and qualifications that I possess and have demonstrated during my tenure. And if you want progress to continue, in a professional, ethical way, you want to return me back to the clerk's office. What are some of the advancements you've made in the clerk's office that you're most proud of and have had the biggest effect on Detroit voters? So the ones that I'm most proud of may not have a a large effect on Detroit voters, but certainly on Detroit itself, and that's the establishment of the archives facility or the archives division. You see, as clerk, we are the keeper of all official documents in the city of Detroit. Those documents were spread all over the city in, in no kind of order, and in fact, the city was losing thousands of dollars in lawsuits because houses were being demolished without notification. Notification comes from the clerk's office. So we pulled all those uh, 10,000 plus documents together in my first term and we established an archives facility. So I'm most proud of that. But some of the other advances that we've made include uh, we're the only municipality in the state of Michigan that uh, has a free app that you can download to your smartphone. It's Vote, the number four Detroit. And on that app, you can actually request your absentee ballot. That app also tells you where you go to vote if you were to go to to the precinct, it gives you a, a sample ballot, and it hosts all the, your uh, political composition, all the information that you need right there in the palm of your hands. One of the other things that I'm most uh, proud of uh, is we are uh, the only municipality in the state, I think Grand Rapids does it as well, but we allow for satellite voting. What is satellite voting? You can vote your absentee ballot in person a full month prior to election day, Monday through Friday, nine to five, and some Saturdays. That's significant because we strategically put those satellite voting locations in areas that may be considered depressed, in areas where the turnout may not be as high as in other areas. So we can make it convenient for those voters to participate in the process. What are the priorities if you're elected to yet another term? There's a lot left to do. I'd like to expand uh, satellite voting, if you will. I'd like to uh, 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 have no reason absentee voting. See, for me, you 
should be able to vote an absentee ballot simply because you request such. Uh, and also, I'm working with our state legislators because it is imperative that we update and modify our election laws. We're only one of three states that does not allow for human error and recounts, and that's ridiculous because the only way you're going to ensure purity of the process is that you're able to recount every transfer case upon request. What else are you requesting or would you request from Lansing that would better the process and make voting more accessible and easy and have more trust from the voters here in Detroit? What else could Lansing do? Same day registration. Same day registration, voter registration. An individual uh, should be able to register. To, if they go to the precinct and they want to vote and they find that they aren't a registered vote, they should be able to register at any time during the process. Let's talk a little bit about 2016 because there were some there were some issues in the state. The state came down and made some recommendations. Talk about what how those were made and how you've addressed them. So we've always maintained a good relationship with the state of Michigan. We meet with the state of Michigan at the top of the year. Every year we meet with the state director of elections. We've always maintained a good relationship and they knew what issues would arise if the state ever had to have a state recount. That was not just an issue for Detroit. That was an issue for the entire state. Of course, being the largest municipality in the state, all eyes are on us. And that's okay because we looked at what our deficiencies were. And you, I'm sure you read the audit, which, by the way, takes place any time a state changes from one political party to another. When you go from blue to red or red to blue, you're always going to have a state audit. That's just standard operating procedures. I rather like the state audit in that, in that it allows us to see what we've done right and what we need to improve in. And they said we conducted the uh, election in the spirit of the law, that there was no improprieties that took place. But what did happen was there was poor performance at the precincts. And so we took that information and we revamped our entire uh, training process. And do we work and did we work with the state? Absolutely. We always have. There's been nothing different as it relates to that. So walk me through the changes in that training process. What did you have and what do you do now? So the state requires that poll workers are required to be trained once every other year. We've always surpassed that. We've always trained prior to every election, so once before the primary and once before the general. But we found that was not enough, right? So now our supervisor poll workers train quarterly throughout the year in order to work for us on election day. And that's bode well for us because we saw in the primary significant, significant improvement in the process on, um, in um, August 2017. Since you've been in office, we've seen a lot of changes in personal technology. Uh, smartphones have come a long way, apps and expectations and access to the internet. How have you balanced uh, incorporating new technologies with kind of the traditional roles of a clerk and what um, citizens in Detroit who aren't comfortable or have access to technology might be able to use? So we have to remember when we talk about technology that 40% of Detroiters are not online. And so when, when, and when knowing that, and you, you have to prepare to serve everyone, whether they're online or not. But we do uh, a number of things. When I first took office in my first term, um, I offered uh, laptops 
to all of the council members so that they can receive the information, the papers from us, the supporting documents, their calendars and the like via email. Some of them didn't like it and they pushed back and they decided mm, we're not going to use it. Others uh, embrace it. This current council, we use iPads and most of them have their own and, and so they prefer it. We do those kinds of things. We put information online um, in terms of council proceedings, council's agendas, the actions that they've taken, and actual council meetings, the formal sessions. We have videos that are online so that people that are online and they want that information, they can easily uh, acquire that information. But for those individuals that are not online, we maintain a very healthy, robust mailing list and we mail those documents out to our constituents upon request. We have a lot of new citizens in Detroit who may be comfortable speaking a different language. What has your office done to address maybe Spanish or Arabic speakers in the community? So all of our uh, instructions on our newsletters are in Spanish and Arabic, um, and we recruit very heavily um, translators from those communities. Uh, the Hmong community is another community that we've engaged and um, uh, we've uh, hired individuals from those communities because people feel better when they uh, know that there's somebody that can speak their language and interpret um, what it is that they're really trying to say. So we have these special t-shirts, uh, they're black, and they say that um, I'm a translator and we use that for the various language uh, and deficiencies or barriers that we may have in the communities. And that's for poll workers? That's that is for poll workers that's at the polls. And then we do the direct mailing of our instructors of our um, newsletters in um, Arabic and Spanish. As you're out campaigning, what do you hear from voters about the Office of City Clerk? How full of an understanding do they have of it? What do they, what are their biggest questions about what you do? Um, the biggest question I get is, when am I gonna get my absentee uh, ballot? I get that a lot. Um, and, and I'm not surprised, but you might be surprised, Sandra, but Many of the voters say thank you. They just say thank you. Because one thing I do is I work hard. I'm not a city clerk that sits up high and look down low. I get out there in the trenches. You'll see me carrying boxes. You'll see me setting up precincts. You'll see me delivering materials to uh, our citizens. I'm a worker bee on purpose, and they appreciate that. In essence, you're overseeing an election that you're also running in. How can you protect against uh, the appearance of impropriety, or do you, are there certain parts of the process you step back from when it's your name on the ballot? No, I have to do my job. The charter says that I, I am required to do my job on election day, and that is to administer the election process. But I tell you, uh, the only difference for me is uh, running around to the various forms, but I shut those down um, by the end of October because my job is priority, and I must focus on that uh, for the entire uh, time after the, the, the campaigning. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, for me, it, it is what it is, you know. Okay, that was Clerk Janice Winfrey talking with WDET Sandra Swoboda about tomorrow's election and about the issues that surround voting here in the city of Detroit. Winfrey is being challenged by Garland Gilchrist II. He worked in Mayor Mike Duggan's administration developing technology applications to help citizens get information about city functions. He left his job earlier this year when his candidacy was announced. He, too, talked with WDET Sandra Soboda after one of his campaign events at a West Side church. Here's that interview. Why should people vote for you for city clerk of Detroit? 
Well, first, I'm thankful for the people who chose to vote for me in the primary, and I'm encouraged encouraged that more Detroiters are stepping up and wanting to stand tall for Detroit and see change in the city clerk's office. And that will come, I believe, because we have talked about why trust needs to be restored in the city clerk's office. Transparency and accountability with the voting process. Make sure people know what happens to the ballot after they cast it. And I've been preparing to do this job for the last 12 years of my career, learning how to fix broken systems and solve problems because we can't afford to have our voting process not work for us. We want to have our political power back in Detroit. So people are, I believe, supporting our campaign because they see me as a city clerk who will not only fix the system, who will not only make the government overall more transparent, but someone who they'll be able to trust and know that they can fix the process and can empower them. So talk a little bit about your background. You are a newcomer in the race. To tell us your resume. Sure. So I am, I'm thankful. I'm, I'm proud to have been born on the west side. I spent the first half of my childhood on the east side. I'm a University of Michigan trained uh, computer engineer and computer scientist. I had two engineering degrees from Michigan. I was a software engineer for Microsoft for four years, um, fixing problems and making technology work for people all across the country and the world. I worked on President Obama's first campaign out in Washington State. I started as a volunteer and ended as a social media manager for that campaign, learning how to use technology to pull new people into the process, doing things like standing up the first text messaging program to recruit volunteers ever used in a presidential campaign. And that was so inspiring that my wife and I uh, relocated to Washington, D.C., where I got classically trained as a community organizer, learning how to help people set and build and advance agendas on everything from social justice, economic justice, reducing gun violence and protecting voting rights. I worked as a national campaign director for MoveOn.org, where I helped to lead that 8 million person organization in campaigns for justice all across the country. And in 2012, actually helped protect the voting rights of 300,000 people in the state of Florida while helping to reelect President Obama. I came home to Detroit when my twin children, who were born on my birthday in 2013, when they were 10 months old, my wife and I came home and I began working as the city of Detroit's first ever director of innovation and emerging technology. In that role, I got a chance to use everything I'd learned in my career to solve problems, to fix systems that were broken in city government. And so I got to work. I wrote the city's policy on openness and transparency, which actually should have been the city clerk's responsibility, but I was doing it in that job starting in February of 2015. I also helped fix the way the city manages and maintains fire hydrants. I helped uh, launch an app called Improve Detroit to make city services more accessible. And so I got a chance to really use my, my experience to solve problems for Detroiters. And so that's what's prepared me to be city clerk. But I was propelled to, to uh, get into this race when the community reached out to me after our disastrous election of November. 2016. We had a failed election. We had a failed recount. We had an audit that exposed the failures of our current city clerk. And people said that we can no longer afford to have that kind of leadership in the city clerk's office. So go back to problems in the clerk's office and the solutions that you would offer. The biggest problem is people have lost trust in the city clerk's office period. And I think that's demonstrated by the decreasing voter turnout in elections. You know, less than 14% of people voted in the the primary in Detroit, which is down from the last municipal primary in 2013. Uh, Only 41% of people voted in the 2016 general election. So this low turnout, we still had all these problems. And I think part of it happens by people not understanding what happens to their ballots after they cast them. You know, one out of every three voters votes by absentee ballot in the city of Detroit. Many of them are senior citizens. And they basically get their ballot in the mail, they fill it out, 
they put it back in the mail and they say a prayer because they don't know where the ballot goes. They don't know when the ballot's received. They don't know what day it gets counted. There's no transparency. There's no accountability. So one of the things I propose from the beginning of this campaign is sending absentee voters a confirmation receipt back in the mail so that they will know that the city has received their ballot and that the city's going to count it. What's your biggest challenge in winning against an incumbent that has been there for 12 years, that has the name recognition that voters, you know, may, her job may not have been done perfectly, but they're also familiar with her and you're a stranger to a lot of people. Well, I'm, I'm not afraid of hard work. And my wife and I, we believe that we could run a campaign that just contacted Detroiters directly, that wasn't reliant in the beginning on institutional support, that was said that we can make them build direct relationships with Detroiters in person at their, on their porches, calling them on the phone, sending them text messages, using social media, going where people are was important. And that's how we were able to be what the Detroit News called a surprise challenger um, to come in second place in the um, in the primary election. And I think the same is true for the general. We're going to outwork anybody else on the ballot. We're going to do that and earn people's support. And I think you you can overcome name recognition by with effort that says that we're going to go where people are. We're going to call people and ask them to support our campaign via contributions. And we're thankful that enough people have made the choice to support this campaign to enable us to be able to build name recognition where we had none before. Let's talk about some of that support that you've received in terms of contributions. Uh, I know even before the primary, you had donors from 48 states, but you've also raised a lot more money than Janice Winfrey as well, the sitting clerk. So what has been the key to your fundraising strategy and why are people from all over the country supporting you? Well, the November 2016 election was unfortunately an example where people saw all of the bad reasons why Detroit elections and their failure are issues of national significance. So I am proud and humbled that when people across the country who care about democracy, who care about progressive values, who care about elections and votes counting, when they looked at what happened in Detroit and they looked for a candidate to support, they chose to support the Gilchrist campaign. I'm really humbled by that. And I'm excited because that's the result of putting in effort, putting in hard work, especially in the primary. Like, I spent five hours a day calling people on the phone and asking them for $25. <laughs> like, we had to put up a lot of effort to earn people's support. And I believe that voters and donors, they want their public servants to work hard for their support. Do you ever feel like you're a few years ahead? I mean, you talk about ride sharing, you talk about technology, you talk about apps that you did at the city government. Do you almost feel like you're ahead of the curve in Detroit to be a viable candidate with maybe an older voting base? I think that we are where people are. So talking, let's talk about social media for a minute. So like 70% of people in Detroit use Facebook, rely on Facebook every day to get information. But you know, my opponent, for example, the city of Detroit's Department of Elections Facebook page has not been updated in more than four years. It has been updated since before my children were born, September 11, 2013. But so many Detroiters use Facebook, including the fastest growing demographic on Facebook, which is people over the age of 60. So I think it's important that wherever there is a Detroiter, wherever there's a Detroit resident who needs information, wherever there is a Detroit voter who needs to be served by the voting process, the Detroit city clerk needs to be there on their cell phone, on their social media at their door, at their church, at their community meeting, at a basketball tournament, at a football game. The city clerk needs to be present in their community. That's one of the reasons why one of my ideas is to make sure we have a city clerk service center in every city council district so that the services and information provided by the city clerk's office that the city clerk is required to provide are more easily accessible to Detroiters so they don't have to come downtown and get it. 
One of the things that I talked to your opponent about was what Lansing could do to improve voting in elections in the city of Detroit. Can you talk a little bit about what you would like to see from Lansing, how you would work with state government to make changes that w- the voters in Detroit would feel? So I, I will speak to Lansing, but first I want to talk about what the Detroit city clerk can do. I think that's what's most important. We have ideas for improving the process and increasing voter turnout that are within the complete authority of the Detroit city clerk, doing things like making voting more convenient and accessible by having sure people vote at the polling place that's most convenient and closest to where they live, making sure that we're sending, using research proven methods like sending people text message reminders of election day, two days before election day, having people make election day plans about what time they're gonna vote. All these things will make sure, or have been shown by research to improve voter turnout. Those are things the Detroit city clerk to do without Lansing's permission. Now, yes, I would love to see same day registration absentee voting without an excuse, um, actual early voting um, be available and made possible by state law in the state of Michigan. Um, And I'm going to defend against things like voter ID laws, which are proven voter suppression tactics all across the country. What do you hear from people as you're out campaigning about their knowledge of the role of city clerk? How, How much of an understanding is there among voters about what a city clerk does? Yeah, most people are aware that the city clerk runs the election process. There are still a number of Detroiters who are not aware that the city clerk is also the public record keeper of the city of Detroit and that the city clerk is the clerk of the city council. So one of the things that's been important um, to me from a campaigning perspective from the beginning has been to let people know about the fullness of the job, to make sure that we know that all of this stuff being informed, knowing what's happening at the city council table, knowing what's happening at the other decision-making bodies or the boards and commissions that impact our neighborhoods every day, every week, every month, and how you can participate in those. I've been trying to frame this as a role that's about enabling Detroiters to participate in decision-making every day. I believe that if people are more informed and if they have the experience of, of impacting a decision-making process before election day, we will not have to twist their arms so hard to get them to vote on election day. That's one of the ways that we can sort of structurally and systemically increase voter turnout by increasing engagement day to day, week to week, month to month in Detroit. The Detroit city clerk has the power, the opportunity to play a role in that if it's a priority. It will be my priority as city clerk. Okay, that was Challenger Garland Gilchrist, who faces incumbent clerk Janice Winfrey tomorrow, Tuesday, on Election Day here in Detroit. Be sure, if you live in the city of Detroit, to go out and cast your vote. Also, if you don't live in Detroit, there are lots of other races in local municipalities. Make sure you get to the polls tomorrow. Up next, we are going to talk to the John Stewart of the Arab world, Bassem Youssef. He is here in Detroit to perform in Ann Arbor this week. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Thank you.